Welcome to an inquiry into freedom with your hosts, Ron and Alan. So, Ron, we've talked a few times on this uh, show about immigration and why we have so much immigration, what the uh, the agenda is, what the end game is, why they're allowing so many immigrants. Uh, but an article came across my phone. And something we haven't talked about. We always talk about the southern border. We never talk about the border between the United States and Canada. So United States Customs and Border Protection uh, is recording a staggering 643% year-over-year increase in illegal border crossings from Canada. Uh, the border spans New York, Vermont, New Hampshire. Um, it's it, it's amazing. I, I never even hear anything about that on the news. Uh, and what's happening is, you know, we, we talk about how treacherous the, the terrain that, you know, these... Uh, immigrants are having to maneuver through to get from, you know, Guatemala to Texas or California, Arizona, whatever. Uh, but to to trek through Canada at certain times of the year, uh, there you know the immigrants are crossing the U.S. Canadian border in frigid temperatures and snowy conditions. Man, I can't imagine. But what's happening is they uh, they are flying into on airplanes. They're flying into Canada, and then they're you know from wherever they fly into, they're on foot traveling to our border. I'm convinced it's it's aliens. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. It very well could be. Uh, well, yeah, the aliens, they're flying in the illegal aliens, and they're conspiring with Canada to do it. And uh, that's just, I figured that, I, I'm not sure I can get any more cynical of a statement than that. And since everything else that I've been cynical on in the last year has come true, then I am pretty much expecting to see something about aliens uh, bringing in illegal aliens through Canada, probably on the news uh, within the next week. Yeah, based yeah. on... It's crazy. It, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like it's, it's outrageous. So it's like, rather than getting outraged about it, how about let's just recognize that, you know... We've. I'm not sure ever in the history of the world. Any. We uh, mentioned it on this. We mentioned it, it on this show, so it's bound to hit the news any day now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's aliens. I'm. I'm positive. <laughs> yeah. So in less than four months, the Swanton sectors apprehensions have surpassed the combined two years prior for fiscal year 2021 and 22. 2022. Um, 
The CBP recorded more than half a million illegal immigrants illegal immigrant encounters in the first 74 days of fiscal year 23. Uh, according to CBP data, agents recorded 2,378,944 apprehensions, expulsions, and inadmissibles in the fiscal year 2022. What about Godaways? They they never mentioned the Godaways. That's the that's the crazy part. Well, that's the that's the part that's concerning too, because the people who turn themselves in, they're serious about coming here, and they wanna they want to be a part of the country. The gotaways, they don't want to be caught. Those are the criminals. And I don't care if, if you've got two gotaways, either one of those could be someone who flies a plane into the World Trade Center. Yeah. So, you know, we supposedly have tens of thousands of gotaways that have come into the country. Oh, I, I would I would venture to to guess, and I'd probably put money on it. There's more than tens of thousands. Yeah, I'm, if there's, I'm pretty if, sure if one there, of them's the president of the United States. I'm just <laughs> yeah. who, knows, he, who knows what planet or where he was hatched at. Um, if they're yeah, saying... It's, if there's, it's an alien with one of those Joe Biden Halloween masks on. I'm just, I'm positive. Of it. Yeah. yeah, if they're, if they're, if they are estimating... Oh, well, they didn't estimate. They recorded two point, well, almost two point four million apprehensions, expulsions, and admissibles. You have you have to you, you have to come to the conclusion that there's probably half a million that they didn't catch, at the very least. Could be, yeah. They, but here's the crazy thing. You you said you had mentioned what is a Godaway, or you know, what where is the um, estimate on Godaways? And I had said they don't mention Godaways, but they define inadmissibles. Isn't that weird? Inadmissible. Yeah. So inadmissibles refers to individuals at ports of entry who are seeking lawful admission into the United States but are determined to be inadmissible. Individuals presenting themselves to seek humanitarian protection under our laws and individuals who withdraw an application for admission and return to their countries of origin within a short time frame. That's an inadmissible. <laughs> Sounds sense. like somebody just made that up. Uh, exactly. That's why I laughed. I'm like, yeah, that, that makes absolutely no sense. An inadmissible, inadmissible to me would be someone who is like on a terror watch list or, you know, is a known, uh, has a known criminal record, uh, you know, something to that, to that effect. Not someone who decides, well, you know, I, I really don't want to come to America after all, so I'm going to withdraw my application. Yeah, they, they got they got here and realized how bad it was, and he turned around and went back to Libya. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> man, these these people are crazy here, man. <laughs> but then the, yeah. the Department of uh, Homeland Security uh, 
are saying that migrants crossing the southern border of the United States um, when they're trying to uh, escape they're you know we, I was listening to one of our prior episodes I, I don't know if you do but I, I listen to them and we, we had talked about agents that have been killed or you know whatever uh, they're hiding these uh, problems, including assaults against agents. You know the shootings. Um, the one that you had mentioned was the the guy who died on the ATV, chasing you know an illegal immigrant. Yeah. So the Heritage Foundation found emails revealing the. Um, Department of Homeland Security trying to suppress this uh, this these stories. Again, it's it you know it's censorship, but it's censorship of what our government is doing as opposed to censorship of citizens. They're doing both. Yeah. Um. It says our. our uh, our border patrol agents are being assaulted, and we aren't saying a word," uh, said Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz. Uh, he wrote that in a 2021 email. Uh, the bus contractors and pilots are dealing with Haitians escaping or trying to overrun drivers, and we stay quiet. Agents are working uh, 14-hour days. In difficult conditions, and nothing is said. Um, we have to change the narrative of these stories uh, because the only narrative that we're hearing are these people are escaping, you know, um, corrupt governments and uh, places that they can't work and find food or or whatever the case may be you know cartels hmm. well uh this this report was released in December and uh for the month of December there were more than 250,000 migrant encounters at the southwest border a record number for the month the number does not include, here you go, an unknown number of gotaways, migrants who evade the CBP after crossing the border. The CBP, the CBP estimates that 1.2 million gotaways occurred over the past year. So I was a half a million. I was 700,000 off, and that was just off the top of my head. Man. Isn't that something? Although the exact number is uncertain. <laughs> well, after you get over a few hundred thousand off, it's like, uh, why bother with real numbers? It's, it's like the national debt. You know, we're up north of $30 trillion now. You know, so why do we does have... Does it really matter if we add another 100,000? Does, really, does it really matter at, at this point? With the administration that's in charge, 
Why even have Secretary Mayorkas or why even even have the Border Patrol? Why, why just not tell them all to go home? Because it's kind of like, it's kind of like our soldiers who fought in Afghanistan and Iraq for 17 years. Yeah. That literally one day, um, Mumbles the Clown decides to shut it all down and everything that uh, was there at the time would just leave it all behind and it's like it never even happened. Yeah, it's thanks, not important anymore. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for your service. Uh, let's forget about those who, who paid the ultimate price. Uh, you don't hear them talk about that. No, that's why I'm so pissed about losing this, this current generation to these fools who are running the Pentagon and our country. Because people, you know, people, real people die in these in these things, mm -hmm. and I know that the the neocons like uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, John McCain and all those other clowns don't care because they're not at risk, right? And they don't have anybody in the military. Uh, in, in their family, and if they did, they would be protected somewhere. They wouldn't be on the front lines. So they're not going to get killed or left behind. But the, the average folks out there have people who are at risk, and I don't know what to, t what to say other than if you think Biden gives a crap about him, you're dead wrong. And... Uh, no, and he has actually lied, by the way, to just to throw this point out there. He has lied multiple times and said that his son died in Iraq. I know. What a fool. Well, I mean, he's, you know, he's, his son's not around uh, for stolen valor, which I'm sure based on, you know, um, Joe Biden's account of his life, he was a good person i i don't know him never met him will never meet him don't know anything about him other than what joe happens to say which is very untrue um i've never heard anyone speak of him fellow soldiers or whatever uh he may not he he if he was alive he may go dad come on now you know stop stop with the nonsense uh, but but you're right. These are real people. There are families yeah. out there who have lost sons and daughters and nieces and nephews and cousins and moms and dads and whatever. And they, as I have said before, don't care about you or I. They could care less about them either. They use them as a shield for their bullshit. Yeah. And then when they come home, they tell someone like me, you make too much money to qualify for your VA benefits. What? I mean, the government will try anything they can to get out of paying what they owe, but if you owe them some money, by God, we got 87,000 IRS agents that are, that are willing to knock on your front door. 
Yeah. The United States government still owes me money for my plane trip from when I left the military. <laughs> really? Yeah. So here, here just a, yeah, just a quick story. Just a quick story. So uh, when you ETS out of the military, they send you. It's kind of like when you enter, they send you to a MEP station and you enlist, and from there they send you to your to basic training. Blah blah blah. When you ETS, you ETS uh, at a location. I would have ETSed, I believe, in St. Louis somewhere. But I was in, I was overseas. I decided to ETS at my permanent duty station, which was in Germany. They still are obligated within a certain amount of time to provide you travel home. They would not do that. They said, so I contacted them when I got back home and they said, well, you need to go back to your permanent duty station so that they can do all the proper procedure. And I'm like, so I need to fly back to Germany and go through the process so I can get reimbursed. Are you going to pay me to fly back and my flight? So you're going to pay me four times? It made absolutely no sense. That's our government at work. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like they don't think. And and thank goodness those morons are not the ones who have to win or lose a war. But but the people who are in charge of winning or losing a war are not much smarter. No, but I can tell you this, if they would have overpaid me one time, um you know, on my measly $1,400 a month check that I got at the time. Oh, you bet your ass they'd have took it back. Like, in a heartbeat. Oh, it'd come right out of your check. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, they've owed me, uh, I think uh, it was a one-way flight, obviously. Uh, I don't know what the cost of a flight from, I think I flew out of, probably Frankfurt, uh, to Denver. I, I don't know what a flight at that time cost, but they owe me, they owe me for that flight. I've contacted them. I've never gotten reimbursed ever. Wow. And that was what? 20 years ago. Yeah. Give or take. Wow. Well, you know what you ought to do. But, they, but 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 I had mentioned to you that I applied for my VA benefits. Never, I've never used my benefits. I just never thought that, you know, there's other guys that, uh, you know, they're they're maimed and injured, and they they I don't want to clog up the system and blah blah blah. But all of my military friends and and all of my veteran friends. It all said you earned it. That's what you that's part of that's part of your agreement. They said by all means you, you go there and you get your benefits. And then they turn around and tell me I make too much money to qualify for my benefits. And I'm like, there's nowhere in the paperwork that says that. Nowhere. No, that's called the ex post facto. It's they, called they just they just change it after after the fact. 
well, I've talked to some other folks, and they're like, they do that on purpose because they don't want you. They don't want you. Let's just say that. So they want they want you to go away. And that's that's our government. That's people who are veterans who work in the VA. I mean, these are people who serve. Some of them. You know, but that's run by our government. And as a matter of fact, just, just to throw this out there, the, the guy that I talked to at the VA, he said, you do realize that the VA is not a government entity, that it's, it's, it's not run by the government. I'm like, excuse me? What? And I said, are you a veteran? He said, I am. I, I said, do you agree with this? He said, I can't comment on that. I said, well, of course you can't because you know it's wrong. And don't sit here and tell me that the, the VA is not run by the government. Get the hell out of town. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, if they're funding it, they're running it. Yeah, who's... Who, I don't care what it is, yeah. Yeah, who... who? If it's not the government, who is it? Yeah. France? I mean, Sweden, Denmark, you know, some uh, Mexico. Greta von Thunberg. Yeah, right. I was just so angry, and uh, everybody's like, you need to fight that. They do that on purpose. They don't want you to. Uh, they don't want you to claim your benefits. Now, you know, it's so much easier to just. Here's my recommendation to everyone. And that is to just look for a good deal in the paper you know like they used to have maybe they still have them like 69 dollars to cabo or to Puerto Vallarta or whatever and you just go down there and and you have the the week or whatever that you want to and then you just head up north to the border and tell them that you're you you fled um you know that you're a you're a political refugee and an economic refugee and you're seeking refuge and then that you want to come into the united states and you know have them give you free health care and uh and a ride to wherever it is you want to go and oh if you go to new york they put you up in those uh you know, five-star hotels, and, uh, you know, just, why not go for it, you know? And then, you, the heck with your VA benefits, then you get all of the treatments of the of the illegal immigrants. Isn't that shameful? Yeah, well, but, you know, like I'm saying, it's hard to be too cynical anymore because... Unfortunately, what I just said, as though it's a joke, is true. You know, right? Isn't yeah, that ridiculous? Yeah, it is ridiculous. So, I mean, and you know what's going on in Canada, of course, other than the whole alien sneaking people in, is that is exactly how a lot of people came in from Ukraine um, before World War II. You know, a lot of them came in through Toronto and uh, uh, Montreal. Mm -hmm. And 
a lot of them stayed in Canada, but a lot of them also came into uh, New York, especially um, because people do come in from the northern border. But that's how my there. family immigrated to, into the United States. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's no, just, I, people get this whole idea that it's all the southern border because it is out of control. Well, you back know, in those days, back back in those days. Uh, it used to be through Canada or Ellis Island. Yeah, exactly. That's that was the two main, you know, ports of entry for people fleeing uh, Europe, Eastern Europe, and yeah, they just don't want to go into New York anymore because it's a shithole. <laughs> yeah, I, you know that's funny you say that. They'd rather go through. Uh, <laughs> they'd rather they'd rather trek through Mexico. <laughs> Than to, than to yeah. lower themselves to, <laughs> to to enter into New York or you know any of those upper northern shitholes. Uh, They'd rather live under a bridge when it's 115 degrees you. outside. <laughs> How <dare> you? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but, but here's here's the crazy thing. So on the uh, whole immigration thing. So Joe Biden Joe Biden finally made his way down to the border and I think we talked about that. But I was not aware of this. Uh his visit corresponded with a new migrant program to allow up to 30,000 asylum claims each month from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua and Venezuela. Yeah, all the communist countries. Ladies and gentlemen, 30,000 a month. Just just do the math. And that and then those are asylum claims. Those are people that actually, you know, kind of go through the system, so to speak. That's not including the border crossings that we don't know about the the catch and release the gotaways so we're talking at 30,000 a month do the math Ron what is it 3 million well it's 360,000 I'm sorry yeah uh, so a half a million and then add on 2.7 so that makes it three whatever and then what did they what was the the uh number i gave for the uh estimated gotaways what you said seven hundred thousand yeah something? I, I was off five hundred thousand so uh 1.2 million i think is what it was actually so we're talking what Let's just say four or five million a year. And so there's no time frame on that. Where do these people go? Where's the housing? Because we already were in a housing crisis as it is. Um, shortage and the cost. What? Where do they go to work? And... If they don't speak the language, and I don't want that, that to sound as a racist comment, but how do they how do they actually function in society? 
Um, I ran into a couple of situations recently where, you know, these uh, immigrants that are coming here and they're they're shopping that like for your your basic human needs, they have to have their child translate for them or someone that they know translate for them. Where is someone like that going to work? Yeah, I I don't know. Do they even have a right to work? Well, I, that's another question, is it not? Well, yeah, I don't think they have a right to any of our benefits. And I don't think they have a right to any work or, you know... It's a constitutional the, the, the question. The question is, yeah, the question, though, is what are their rights? Because it, it's so vague, because everyone's making it up. We're not following... All I'm saying is we're not following the Constitution and we're not following the law. So why not just make up what their rights are? Because it seems to change every month and and we don't have anything that says, yeah, this is this is how things are because it ends up getting overturned. You know, there's there's some change. It's, like you say, it's racist. I, I've never heard of a, of a language being racist, but Apparently, it's racist to to speak or not speak a certain language or whatever. I don't, you know, it's just insanity, and I I have no intention of trying to understand it all. Because well, I think the misconception of people in this country is that uh, uh, so there's two misconceptions. There's one that the Constitution pertains to anyone who enters this country, uh, they are entitled to the rights written into the Constitution. So life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, equal justice, due process. Um, so if you, if you cross the border and you're in the country, then you fall under all the rights written in the Constitution. Um, that That's wrong. The Constitution, and here's my, here's my reason for that. I don't want to just say that and, and everybody go, okay, well, he's wrong. The, the United States Constitution does not define a federal power over immigration. Period. Sure. So, so if they can't, so if the Constitution does not define the power of the federal government over immigration, then those immigrants do not fall into or or um, uh, they they do not qualify for the rights given by the Constitution. My, my personal opinion, I, I'm not a constitutional scholar, but, but common sense tells me if the federal government does not have the power over immigration, the Constitution is the law of the land, then they don't, they don't qualify for the rights given. Now, I'm not talking about basic human rights. We're not going to violate someone's basic human rights. We're, we're not Venezuela. We're not, you know, we're not China. That's not how we operate. 
And I get, hey, we need to be a little empathetic. Okay, I'll give you that. But your question was, do they even have the right to work here? Do they have a right to get a government check? Do they qualify for Social Security? How about health benefits? Uh, that's my question. Yeah, they, they don't have a constitutional right. They may have a legal right, but that's dependent on what the laws say, and laws can be changed. Right. And I think that's where the big argument or the big debate comes in. Well, I, I don't... Oh, this whole comprehensive immigration reform. We've heard that shit for 50 years. Yeah, that's crap. It is crap. Because for 50 years, they've not been able to figure it out. And here's here's why. You want my, my opinion? I don't think there's anybody in government that has the balls enough to say, okay, here's, a, here's, a, here's some comprehensive immigration reform for you. Uh, and, 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 and put it out there, whether they're a Democrat or Republican. You can't tell me it takes 50 years to solve a problem. No, my, my point about all of this stuff is they're not actually trying to solve any problems. We already established that for sure. Yeah, for sure. But that is the problem is they are not trying to solve problems. They're they're just playing games. You know, they're not they're not solving a problem. I mean they even pretended COVID was a problem because it was a dangerous pandemic. Well, but they they silenced speech about analyzing whatever the problem was and figuring out how to solve the problem. Those conversations were not allowed. So if they were serious about solving the problems, then why would they shut up conversations about solving the problems? You know, they're, they're just not serious people. So yeah. that's our real issue here is, and it doesn't matter if it's immigration or uh, filling the potholes or anything in between. Because all they do is talk about crap, and they're not really trying to solve anything. Immig immigration can be resolved. Mm -hmm. and, and it's been resolved, I don't know how many times in history, because usually, you know, we, we used to have agree or disagree. We had people who were serious about doing things. And they would say, well, we're shutting off. You know, we had a, a many years in this country where we did not allow immigration into the country, period, end of statement. But then we had other times where we did. And we would, we would, most, every other country does this, where they say, we will allow X number of people and they have to meet such and such a criteria. In the United States, we seem to pride ourselves on taking anyone who can, who can get here. And I don't know that I disagree with that. Um, I think maybe we should have a limitation on how many people come in that way. But, you know, that there again, I default into there, I'm trying to solve a problem. And, the, and we have to realize that we're talking to ourselves.
right. because these these other folks who are stirring up issues, they're not really trying to solve the problem. They're trying to it's the old Hegelian dialectic at work. They're just they're just trying to continue moving the goalposts. We're we're negotiating against ourselves in absolutely everything. And it's just time we stop. You know, it's time we all said no mods. But I don't think there's that many people in this country who are willing to do that. I think they would rather, you know, like the old, uh, back when they could uh, have cigarette commercials on TV, the old Terry Ten, I think it was, or whatever that was, kind of cigarette, where they'd, they'd say, I'd rather fight than switch. Yeah. Well, yeah, they wanted to keep smoking the kind of cigarette they were smoking instead of having to switch to something else. Well, now they can't even have advertisements about cigarettes on TV. So it, it's a just loony to me. Well, I mean, so I'm not a, I, I've, I've smoked in my life. Um, there were reasons for that. And, and I smoked cigarettes, not anything other than that. So, um, why, why is it, why is it that the government can make a law that says you can't advertise um, smoking because it's bad for your body. Uh, but abortion clinics can advertise abortion and that it's the female's body and their choice. Can I not use the same argument for smoking? It's my body. If I want to smoke cigarettes, by gosh, I'm going to smoke cigarettes or cigars or pipe or whatever. It's my body, my choice. Again, I, I don't get that concept. I don't understand why it, things are cherry-picked in, in this country and they say, well, you don't, you don't get to get a tattoo because it's bad for your body. Yeah. Or you don't get to you don't get to smoke cigarettes cuz it's bad for your body. It's it's my body though. You're making decisions for my body. Yeah. It's either your body your choice or it's not. Exactly. Again, I'm 100%. I'll say it 100 times. I'm 100%. I'm all in or nothing at all. If you're going to have a rule or a law or whatever, then that same rule or that law applies to everyone. So you can't walk down the street and, and be in favor of abortion and say, it's my body, my choice, but I can't decide. I, you, people have decided for other people, you can't smoke in certain places. Well, is it is it the smoker's obligation to not go into a place that people smoke? Or is it the obligation of the smoker who has autonomy over their body that they have to leave the premises for those who don't. I mean, it's just kind of a weird, I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong. That's not what I'm saying here. It's just kind of a weird, I, I, it's just, it it's, doesn't make sense. It's all twisted. Yeah, it's, a, it's bipolar. It's like, oh, well, this is the deal, but it doesn't apply to every case the same way. Right. 
we're going to we're going to move the goalposts and move this around the way we want to. And I mean, that's like, kind no, of like it what either, they did. It with, either applies to everything or it doesn't. It's kind of what they did with prohibition, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, crazy stuff. And and of course, well, no, I better. I was about to go on a diatribe here. Um, so. It's your show. It's I your get show. it. Do it's, what you it, want to say. What you well, want. That's the point. No, I just I I have to. It requires some mental discipline, even though I'm not so inclined sometimes. And <laughs> the bottom line is, I keep arguing that this whole thing got off track because the Supreme Court would not address slavery. And. They got property rights so wrong in the whole slavery debate that for, for whatever reason, we lost sight of the fact that we have property rights. And my body is my property. It doesn't belong to someone else. Um, the government doesn't get to say whether I... Uh, want to smoke cigarettes or not. I like cigars. I haven't had a cigar in, I don't know how long, but I used to have them when I would play golf. Mm -hmm. Those big old long ones, you know, the oh, long yeah. ones that yeah, are like 10 inches long. Yeah. And, yeah. So um, it's just nice to have a really good one, though. Not crap, but a really good one. Um, that's not going to kill anyone. I mean, I've, I've seen people have spliffs that are that big. Well, you know, not, maybe maybe Bob Marley could smoke a whole one, but, you know, you know, a 10-inch long spliff, you know, you're going to be pretty rocking and rolling by the time you get pretty well into that thing. Cigar, not so much. But uh, either one. Who's to say one's okay and one isn't? As long as I'm not uh, driving a car and, and on, under the influence of something, then whose business is it? Now, I get it if, we're, if you have government health insurance, I shouldn't be able to smoke because I'm, I'm causing all kinds of is issues with... Uh, things that people maybe don't want to pay for. So I'm like, okay, don't allow people on government stuff to smoke. Exempt them. Um, but by the same token, you can't have people who are drinking do that. You can't have people who are uh, and all other kind of risk behaviors. I mean, if you're really going to apply the standard, then apply it to everyone equally. But instead, we have this whole play favorites game. And it's devolved into this whole woke crap where nothing is really serious. It's all relative, like my point about the difference in the two popes. Mm -hmm. um, so that's dangerous because then you no longer have a foundational truth. I don't have a problem with arguing the law and saying, hey, this law isn't working the way we intended. How about we tweak it or change it or toss it out or whatever? 
you know, that's to me, that's what representative government is for. It's not for shutting down the other side. It's not for uh, not providing services to people. It's not for saying, oh, well, you can't fly if you don't have a shot. It's not even a real vaccine, but they're calling it a vaccine. I mean, doesn't that all sound like it's mental illness to you? I mean, doesn't it just seem like the world went crazy in 2020? 100%. Yeah, nothing makes any sense at all. So, uh, so I, I need to uh, part for a moment here and take care of my Czechoslovakian uh, immigrant here. So I'll, I'll be I'll be back to you as soon as I can, but I hear them into something they should not be into. Okay. Okay. So you uh, you had mentioned COVID, so I think that's a great transition into the next topic. Um, this is something that you probably won't hear on the mass media. Tens of thousands of federal government employees, including IRS agents, or IRS, yeah, agents, they're agents now, they carry weapons, so they, IRS workers stole taxpayer money allocated for pandemic-era assistance programs, according to the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee. <laughs> Isn't that funny? We, we've mentioned bureaucracies on this show multiple times. And that's one of them. The Pandemic Response Accountability Committee. Yeah. The committee. Sound like a misnomer. So, yeah. So then it gets better. Ready? The committee's Pandemic Analytics Center of Excellence. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, it's just amazing to me, people. You You can't make this shit up. The Committee's Pandemic Analytics Center of Excellence flagged the employees after building a database to compare small business business administration loan applications with lists of federal employees. Um, So they stole money. Uh, IRS workers and others in the government. So bless her heart, Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa, who I think, for all intents and purposes, is a decent senator. Listen to this. Called for the employees who took advantage of taxpayer programs to be fired. I hope this money can be recovered and to deter those who might even think of trying to do this again in the future. Those who abuse the public trust will have their federal employment terminated, said Ernst in an email to committee head Michael E. Horowitz. Sorry, Joni. Um, those people should not be fired. They should be imprisoned. This is the problem with government and, yeah. and those who work in it. Theft is theft, right? Yeah, it's a crime. They stole money. It's embezzlement. If you are a person who works for a company and you embezzle money, it's a white collar crime. So, so maybe, uh, maybe uh, imprisonment isn't warranted, but they should be charged with a felony. 
Well, cut off their left hand instead of the right. Have and that, have a felony, at least a felony on their record, which would make their my life more difficult because them stealing COVID money that was supposed to be used for small businesses to keep from going out of business uh, is pretty atrocious. And they should not just be fired. Because, once again, let's be honest, some of these people might have a clearance, right? That would prevent them from ever getting a clearance. And and if they get fired, they have experience working for the government. Who's to say they won't find another job in another agency somewhere? Well, they'd probably go to work for some accountability committee of some sort. That's what I'm they? saying. Yeah. They stole from the Paycheck Protection Program and the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, which were both established to help small businesses struggling under the government's debilitating response to the COVID-19 pandemic. So these people, they, they shouldn't be just fired. I, I disagree with that. And... Uh, this is just another example of the uh, our government not uh, functioning at all in yeah, any why way. Would you treat, why would you treat someone who works for the government differently from someone who does not work for the government? Why wouldn't you just... Well, um, and I, I, I want to point out that outrage, Ron. I want to make these stories accessible to people so that they are more outraged and they they finally come to the conclusion that wait a minute there is a two-tier justice system here it doesn't matter which party you belong to and that right. shit needs to come to a stop yeah because so if hence, they did that's my idea of like cutting off their left hand yeah because if they did the same thing at their in their work or their place of employment uh let me assure you that there have been some employees that worked under me uh, for the last company that I worked for that I prosecuted. I didn't personally prosecute them, but I had them charged and arrested for stealing, for theft. And they got in trouble. And rightly so. Uh, if you If you don't do anything to those people, which is is kind of the Marxist, uh, way of thinking and you just let them go they got away with it it's it's kind of like you know they don't want to prosecute people who loot and riot and burn businesses um no cash bail um anything uh, uh, small misdemeanors or even even you know some some major crimes in california and new york they, they're not going to prosecute. They're not going to arrest anybody. They're just going to let them go. Well, that's why we have so much crime in our country. Well, When, when you let the criminals start running shit, uh, don't sit back and, and complain about it and then go, oh, you know, I'm, I think I'm just going to pack up and move. You created the problem. You should deal with the, with the circumstances of that problem, and you should be responsible to fix it. You don't take your crap somewhere else. 
and go, oh, I'll just move away from that problem. Well, you were part of it. Yeah. Yeah, why should they be able to move to Florida or Texas if they voted that crap into place in New York? Uh, no, sorry. You're, you're stuck there in New York until you fix it. Well, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, I Like, I just ran into this myself yesterday. Um, I was supposed to be in court this morning in Colorado mm -hmm. because of this guy who... Oh, gosh. Um, same, same asshole? Yeah. He wow. has never shown up for court day. Well, of course The judge not. keeps extending his court date. So they finally had a court date set up for today. And I got a call yesterday afternoon at 4 o'clock asking me if I planned to be in court to testify against him um, tomorrow, well, this morning. Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard anything from anyone in, I don't know, a couple of months or so. <laughs> and I'm like, well, the last I heard from anyone a couple of months ago, somebody left me a message that y'all weren't going to cover travel expenses. Was, yeah, that's right. We don't have the money in the budget and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, um, I'm not going to spend a couple grand out of my own money to go to, to uh, be a... Can they court. not do that by phone? Well, I don't know. I did Honestly, I never asked. I just said that uh, I'm not spending a couple grand of my own money to go travel uh, just to have this clown not show up again and have it expended. So... Um, I, I'm sorry, but I don't take you people seriously. I'm talking to the district attorney in El Paso County, yeah, Colorado. Right. You know, uh, whatever his name is. Um, uh, it, it's gone woke, I guess, because, you know, you can shut down an interstate there and you don't get prosecuted. Colorado but is a hot mess, man. It is. And, and supposedly, you know, El Paso County was more conservative. But I'm like, uh, no, I am not going to pay out of my own pocket to go testify against this clown. Um, I'm glad to come testify. But uh, I'm not paying out of my own pocket to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, if you want me to come, then you, you're going to have to get a, uh, another court date and make arrangements for me to come because I'm not going to be there. And the judge has extended the court date every single time this asshole has not shown up. And you can just tell her, I said, the asshole has not shown up. And I'm tired of her doing this, these extensions. And I'm not going to be there. So um, I, I finally just hung up on him. So I haven't heard anything more. And honestly, I don't care. It's just, you know, I look back on it now and I think, you know something? Um, let's, let's say a 45 caliber bullet costs you 50 cents mm -hmm. and going and traveling to testify someone costs you a couple thousand dollars. Well, you know, economically it makes a whole lot more sense yeah. just to do away with this asshole because, you know, <clears throat> No harm, no foul. I mean, this guy is not a... I only file charges because I was concerned that he might 
assault women or but what uh, but whatever. wait a minute but wait a minute so these are so the court appearance is uh a subpoena for him to appear on charges that you filed against him well no the district attorney pressed charges against him okay either way i filed but, I but filed either way this complaint. isn't this isn't you having to appear for something against you. This is you having to appear for something someone did to you. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, so basically. so at what point uh because as far as I, as I know, if you if if is this a civil case? No. You said he filed the 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 DA filed criminal charges, right? Yeah, they filed charges. Then yeah. uh he has a failure to appear warrant by now, does he not? Well, supposedly, uh, no one's ever told me. Yeah, that's the, bullshit. Yeah, well, sure it is. Uh, that's prosecutor prosecutorial discretion, and uh, that is not how things normally work. So, yeah, if if they have not filed a failure to appear warrant yet, then uh, you're right. It's more woke than I thought it was. That, that well, yeah, that and, shit is they told me they would last time, which was, I don't, it was maybe October. But I'm like, okay, so he has not shown up since uh, whenever it was I lived there is when this started, so maybe April. Um, so he's had a court date to appear almost every month since then. <laughs> and he's never shown up to court, not once. So I would I would haul I would go haul his ass into jail the first time he didn't show up myself if I was running the courts. But you know, let's say it happened a second time, you'd think that a judge would say, uh, well, this is not acceptable. Well, I but think no, that goes to show that I think that goes to show, Ron, what we've with what we've talked about on this show before is that our court system, uh judicial judicial system uh, as a totality is in shambles, just like everything else. As a matter well, of fact, I, yeah. I meant to mention this one time when we were talking about the Supreme Court and you brought it up just a few minutes ago. This is the first time in, in, in a long time, I believe in modern history that the uh, Supreme Court has handed down the least amount of opinions ever. Uh, this year, I mean, last year. Yeah, the the first time in history that they've handed down the least amount of opinions. And I'll be honest with you, I, we you had mentioned it. What do we even have them for anymore? They don't do shit. Yeah, they they just uh, and they don't accept cases, and then then the issue goes away, and they say um it's been resolved well so, so you so you had mentioned and i wanted to bring this up a couple of times and i kept forgetting uh because we you know we always you don't know, jump from subject to subject but but you had said you know um the same thing that you just said and then we had talked about you know they they are uh and they're only issuing opinions on things that they choose to issue opinions on and then they like you said they it, it just kind of resolves itself or it just goes away and it's, it's not really being resolved and, and it's not going away they just they just 
flat out ignore it. Uh, but if that's the, the highest court in the land, imagine what these lower court judges, they're looking at Supreme Court as a, as a, um, it's kind of like a, a young person looks up to a, you know, whether it's their, their hero is an athlete or whatever. They're, they're setting the standard. And the standard is, well, we just kind of do what we want. We uh, give opinions on whatever we want. We make judgments on whatever we want and damn everything else. Yeah, they can't even find someone who leaked an opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... First time in history, right? And they can't find it. I mean, uh, personally, I think Breyer probably did it himself, but um, I don't have anything other than just a, a hunch that that's what happened. But we certainly have no action that, uh, I mean, we don't even know what they've done. They've, they have not said, well, we talked to this many people and they were all whatever. I mean, they, we have no idea what their investigation consisted of. They may have just gone to some psychic with tarot cards and said, did the dryer <laughs> did it? Uh, no. Um, My other guess know. would be Sotomayor. I mean, she's... That would be my second guess. Well, we we have what? Maybe I don't two, know if she's smart enough to leak anything except for uh, I'm never mind. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I almost said. The same thing. <laughs> yeah, she. Uh, anyway, we've got two or three serious people on the court, and that's all. So I'm like, how about we just keep the serious people and get rid of everyone else, and we rebuild the court. And we do that all the way down the line to the lowest court in the land. Just clean house. Those people are not allowed to have a government job or any government benefits. Um, or if they prefer, they can be executed on Sunday at two. You know, just, I, I've had it with all of these people. Well, the bad thing about it is you said clean it up. They can't clean up the, they can't clean up the employee's bathroom on the seventh floor of the FBI, the Hoover uh, building, the J. Edgar Hoover building. How, how do we expect any of the rest of our government to be cleaned up? I mean, I was making, I was being sarcastic as we always are on this show, even though it's a serious issue with this COVID money. And, and yeah. we have a Senator that says these people should be fired. Listen, there, there are senators that should be fired. That's that's the first step. Fire them, then charge them with a crime for the love of God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they if they broke the law, then charge them with a crime. What what is this firearm stuff about? Well, they're admitting that they broke. They stole the money. Hope and 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 she says, hopefully the money will be returned. What do you mean, hopefully? You know what the the. Okay, fire them. I agree, fire them. Then you charge them, and then if they don't pay the money back, send their ass to Leavenworth and let them break big rocks into small rocks and then glue it all back together and start over from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, because that's what people do in Leavenworth, right? Hard labor. When, yeah, on a when good you, day. <laughs> when you start... <laughs> When you start 
to hold people accountable, then some sometime along the line, maybe uh, maybe it takes a few years. These people are going to stop. But if you don't have any kind of a uh, deterrent, or if you just say, "Hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna go ahead and write you a pink slip and send you on your on your merry way," man, what what do we even well, have laws for? Why don't we I just? Why don't have we this just conversation yesterday with? Why don't we just let it be complete subject. anarchy? I mean. Well, exactly, because it, it does boil down to as simple as uh, that. What you're saying there applies to people on the the left. There's all kinds of excuses made for them that they shouldn't be prosecuted, or um, you know, let's not enforce this, or let's not enforce that, or yeah, we should. Uh, fire them but then they still keep their benefits and they still get to keep working you know because someone says oh they shouldn't be fired or whatever but yeah ask know, andrew mccabe he knows all about that. yeah mm-hmm. exactly it's all this relativism and and it's like if if the right tries to do that then it's oh no we have to prosecute for the full extent of the law because no one is above the law. And I remember old uh, fat face that ran for, ran against Trump um, that, you know, she deleted 30,000 emails and destroyed uh, equipment and defied a subpoena. And nothing happened to her. And then there she is on the news, you know, she... You know, I didn't think it was possible, but she's even chubbier than she was. So that that double wide is on TV <laughs> griping about Trump, you know, and, you know, with this whole the no knock warrant and all of that crap going into Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. And she's up there talking to some crowd, probably the uh, NEA or something, but she's up there. And she's saying, uh, no one is above the law. Well, uh, sorry, maybe he has a, maybe he has some classified documents and a whole bunch of empty folders that marked classified but have nothing in them. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, you and I, I, we were talking about that when it first happened. And didn't I just say, if he broke the law, then he ought to be prosecuted. We yep. both said that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it wasn't a case of uh, picking and choosing. It was like, hey, if you he broke the law, you ought to be prosecuted. Mm-hmm. And by golly, so should she. Yeah, She's the one who thinks she's above the law. Why, why does she think that Trump is not? They say, you know what? I've come to the conclusion that they say that for the, for the benefit of the gullible. And those who tend to believe in uh, cult-like, you know, a, uh, organizations like the Democrat Party, um, because those are the people that believe that, right? Those are the people that would sit there and go, "Yeah, she's absolutely right. No one's above the law, so Trump needs to go to prison." Well, but that's where relative moral relativism yeah. comes yeah. into play because. It's okay for her because she's one of us. 
Man, that it's woman. It's not okay for Trump because he's not one of us. That if you're one, a Marxist, that then woman it's is okay. oh, disgustingly dirty. She is. Well, she is filthy. If she had any, if she had any standards, standards at all, she wouldn't still be married, would she? <laughs> I mean, I think all that. I think all that was. You know, once all of that happened with the, I did not have sexual relations. Um, I think that the the marriage from that point on has been just. I mean, you don't ever see them together. Well, as a matter of fact, after that happened, very rarely, only as long as he was president. Once once they were out of the White House, I don't think. I think it's a matter of. Uh, public persona. Uh, you know, the last thing they need in their scandalous life is another scan. Oh, they got divorced. You know what I mean? Well, but so what? So did so did uh, uh, Bill Gates. You know, he's running around with the island guy. Well, um, I mean, the guy, Jeff Bezos did the same thing. You know, cheated. Well, on sure. Yeah. yeah, but those people the, aren't and politicians. They're, and they're, they're, they're divorced, you know. Right. Yeah, but and it's like, what's wrong? I I get what divorce. Divorce was an issue a hundred years ago, but yeah. now people live way longer. the The society has changed a lot. And in her case, all I have to say is: Do you that, think? Let Let me say something really funny here, real quick. Because if I don't, I'm going to forget it. Do you think Bill Clinton has had sex with Hillary Clinton? Since he was with Monica Lewinsky, I highly doubt it. <laughs> I just, I'm gonna say, and I mean, you know, was Monica a beauty queen? No, but she looks a heck of a back then. She looked a heck of a lot better than Hillary, but then again, who didn't? Uh, but I, I would highly, I would highly doubt that Bill ever had sex with Hillary Clinton. Uh, after that whole situation, I, I would say probably not, but sometime before. Um, but you know, Monica Lewinsky, I, I get it that, um, my reading on her was that, you know, she's young, she's an intern, et cetera, et cetera. He took advantage of her in my view, like anyone else could be judged. If Jack Welch did that at GE to an intern working for him at GE, then he loses job. Mm -hmm. um, so he shouldn't get a pass for all of that. And yet I also have a problem with how it all played out. And, and yet I don't know that there was a happy, it was a happy medium to resolve all of that because it, they made it so political that, Hey, you're going after this because yada 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 and it's like well now wait a second he lied under oath yeah so you know you can't be blowing that off excuse the pun <laughs> um but my read on her was that she got drugged into something that she probably shouldn't she should have been shielded i guess it would be my say is that she should have been shielded from all of that somehow. I don't know. I'm not saying I know the answers on how. But here's this person who's 22, 23 years old, whatever, 
and her whole life has changed over all of that for something that I don't know. She was infatuated with him. Right. But her life was destroyed. Well, it was. And and my memory of her is that here's this person who was always smiling. She had a lot of enthusiasm for life. She wanted to do a good in the world and make a positive difference in the world. And uh, anyone else, if she had done that with a different boss in a different kind of a setup, then I'm sure things would have been different. But let's let's not pretend that kind of crap doesn't happen all the time. Right. And she just got, I mean, she got uh, run over in that situation. But she struck me as being, hey, here's someone who's full of life, enthusiastic, yada, yada, yada. I have never, ever had that impression of Hillary. Not on her no. best day. No. She is a witch. Yeah, she's awful. And yeah, and even before they became, before they went into the White House, she was a witch. Mm -hmm. So, and, and fine, people don't like me too. A lot of people don't like me just because I get, I'll talk about stuff that um, is uncomfortable. Right. And not everyone, not everyone agrees with what's uncomfortable. But I look at it like if you're not willing to talk about things that are uncomfortable, then you don't change it. So she just seemed to me like someone who went out of her way to make things uncomfortable for people instead of talking through what's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's just someone who is not there. She does not exist to help uh people or society she's she says that she does and people believe it because she's a leftist but when was the last time she ever seemed genuinely happy and enthused about anything do you remember any time no and i look at hillary clinton the same way i look at camel uh um and some of the other politicians, they're just fake people. If you, yeah, do you do you know what I'm saying? You can look at I, someone exactly, and you can and you can see by their their body movements, their facial expressions, the emphasis they put on their words, the just their whole, just the whole totality of how they act. She comes across as so fake. Michelle Obama is the same way. Yeah. She's just a fake individual. And I I don't I can read that pretty quickly about someone and and those people come across as fake. Now I, I'm gonna say something that uh you know some conservatives would be angry about or whatever. I didn't actually have a big problem with, with Bill Clinton having the affair. I had the problem with him lying about it. That's the, that's my biggest beef. I mean, let's be honest. You said it before. There's that happens all the time. John F. Kennedy. I mean, you know, uh, it's pretty well known that he was he was a, you know, he was just a womanizer. Well, and, talk about spay or neuter your pet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, did that have a, a, 
an effect on their ability to govern. I didn't see it in John F. Kennedy's, and and I wasn't like, you know, old enough to to remember his presidency. But from what I've read and, and things that I've looked into, didn't it didn't have any effect on his ability to govern. And I yeah, don't think uh, other than that whole Vietnam thing. You're right, right. Uh, and then uh, with Bill Clinton, <laughs> I, I didn't see it as a a <laughs> a huge negative thing as far as being the president, other than he lied. Well, <laughs> you gotta stop. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. <laughs> You're making me laugh over here, and I can't even freaking get the sentence out of my mouth. But I, I get where you're coming from, and and I know the exact word that fits Clinton, and, and that is he was genuine, right? You know, yeah. He stood up. He would stand up there and say, "I feel your pain," and he did. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he was a politician. Yeah, he would lie about this, or lie about that, or stretch the truth, or whatever. You know, you kind of get to expecting that, unfortunately, but. Um, he was a genuine person. He was not fake. I, I think of Jane Fonda. When yeah, I, that's you another know, prime example, yes. Well, yeah, just one of the most fake people who ever existed. And no morals or scruples at all. And that's how I, other than being more attractive, that's how I look at Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You know, they're just fake, phony people. Mm -hmm. Well, Bill Clinton cared about people. Yeah, I believe so. And people can knock me for that. I, I don't care. Um, I voted for him, I'll admit it. But I also didn't want to vote for uh, George George H.W. because he was a phony. Yeah. He's exactly what we're talking about with Hillary Clinton. He was a phony. Oh, absolutely. Now, in private, he was not. In private, he and his son, George, were some of the most down-to-earth, caring people you could ever want to be around. Mm -hmm. But in public policy, they were phonies. Yeah. And people see that. So uh, Ronald Reagan was genuine. Whether people can, I'm sure people will disagree about Trump, too, but he's genuine. He might change his mind next the next minute about something but when he says something when he what if he cares about someone and is conveying that he really does care now that person may also do something that torques him off in 10 minutes and he says oh that's the meanest damn idiot i can't believe i like loved them so much you know <laughs> yeah that's just how he's wired but he'll he'll be a he'll He'll be that way and be genuine about both thoughts. <laughs> but that's about as transparent of a personality as we've seen in that office. Yeah. But I totally agree that, that that's why people were willing to stand behind him. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan. I had people who disagreed with me on, uh, on supporting him. But, you know, he also wasn't moving illegal drugs through latin america into this country and trying to pretend it was okay yeah like like george hw did so and i know a way more about that than a lot of people might think they know about bill clinton and his 
in his affairs. So I'm not trying to make excuses for either one of them. It's just that I think that's the genuine piece makes a lot of difference for people. Yeah, I wanna, Today, I Senator to Strom Thurmond quick. and Jim Broyhill are in the majority on the Senate Judiciary Committee overseeing judicial appointments. Without Jim Broyhill and a Republican Senate majority, that job will be turned over to Teddy, Teddy Kennedy and Joe Biden. <laughs> you can strike a blow against the drugs, thugs, and hoodlums by casting your vote for Jim and keeping him as a force for law and order in the United States Senate. You know something? That I'm, I, I tried to find this video, and that's, that's funny that uh, I found that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so most people understand Joe Biden has been in politics so long that he was in politics when Reagan was president. That'll tell you how long ago that was. Ronald Reagan hated Joe Biden. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he, he didn't even hide it. <laughs> uh, there are many, many, many video and audio clips that you can find of Ronald Reagan's opinion of Joe Biden. Uh, as a matter of fact, he said, if this guy ever runs for president, this country is in some deep trouble. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but, uh, he, he said much worse than I just did. And, uh, I just wanted to bring that up because of what you said about folk, fake and phony people. Joe Biden has always been known as a fake by uh, almost everybody. Yep. And you, you mentioned how genuine Ronald Reagan was. I think that's why, and, and, and Joe Biden has, has actually... What are you uh, listening? Joe Biden has actually um, invoked Reagan's name uh, uh, regarding his economy. How, how are you going to compare your economy versus... Reagan's economy. Are you out of your freaking mind? Well, yes, I am. <laughs> is what he would would answer yeah. to that question. Yes, he is out of his mind. I mean, why? Like what? A, economy, I mean, yeah. it, we we already know he's a liar. He's a plagiar plagiarizer. I mean, he, you know, you, you could make the argument stolen valor, whatever. He's in a lot of things. Uh, but to compare his economy or his presidency with that of Reagan's buddy let me tell you something you might as well take a pile of dog shit and compare it to a pile of dog shit and you're more accurate yeah yeah well the guy's a buffoon he's been a buffoon his whole life so it's it's just that we have people that it's okay. Oh, where we started, where I started going with this idea though was that people are excused because they're a Marxist. They can go and burn, loot, and murder. Oh, BLM for short. Um, burn, loot, and murder, and there's no outrage about it. But if someone on the, you know if if right wingers did that then there'd be hooting and howling about what's all of this going on what's all this crime in the streets uh, kind of like the the fake um resurrection thing january whatever 
So they're trying to make that into some big deal. And I'm like, well, yeah, no doubt. There's some people who maybe should have been prosecuted. Also, an awful lot of cops should have been because what are they doing opening on the doors, letting people in? And that one guy, that one cop that murdered that woman, um, not even armed, and she and he shoots her um, without warning. Yeah, he should have been prosecuted. I, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. So where's the level-headedness in saying, you know, uh, how about we enforce the laws? No, no, no. They just go nuts because these are not people who are Marxists that they want to prosecute. Everything is fair game if you're if it's against someone who is not a Marxist. It's just how it works. They're all for one and one for all until they've gotten rid of their opposition. And then, I mean, we saw this in France with um, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, anyway. Um, they get rid of the of what they see the problem is, and then they start working on their own. And that's that's one that starts making a difference. Like they'll finally go after Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, it was just odd that that was all dreamed up. You know, the whole fake Me Too garbage was all made up to go after Trump. And yet it stuck to these wacko Democrats and that finally went away because it wasn't working the way they intended to. Right. They didn't care about women who had been abused. I mean, if they really did, I would have been in favor of that. I'm still in favor of it. Right. But I'm not in favor of putting a label on something that's just a false label. And they're trying to pretend like BLM. They're trying to pretend they care about black people it's like no it's just marxist for black people well we had we had we had the uh wait a second no if 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 people who are non-marxist if you and i want to start burning and looting and murdering to protest something that joe biden does then we'll get the book thrown at us there will be no excuses made on tv yeah but my statement is is that we People who are not Marxists have to be willing to get out and do what they're willing to do. We, you cannot sit around on a high horse like George H.W. Bush did and be polite and high and mighty about things because that does not win anything. That's how we got where we are. Yeah, no. So between... Unless we're willing to go and riot and burn and loot and murder or whatever, use their own tactics tactics against them then then we're lost and yeah. we're, we're in the we've already lost yeah but we'll be permanently lost if we do not start fighting back soon and this whole bit about uh being upset because we say something about them that they say about us that no one cared about like i i have this dis- this thing with my mother, you know, she's a leftist and it's all, uh, all of a sudden I started taking what they were saying about us and saying it, saying it about them. Yeah. Only when I was saying it, it was true. Mm-hmm. 
they were saying things about us just to smear us. And I'm like, I am not a misogynist, a uh, this or that or whatever. And oh, by the way, you didn't even know the word misogynist was. I never heard it out of your mouth until the the whole uh, Trump thing came along. Right. You don't try and pretend that you're some sort of a of a uh, intellectual with me. You're just moving along with the with the sands on this one, and and. Uh, Biden's more guilty of it of all of this. She was a victim of the, the he's cheating on you, he's cheating on you, he's cheating on you, he's cheating on you, and exactly. eventually you start to believe it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, so I'm going to start saying the same things, I'm going to start acting the same way, and she does not, she disagrees with that. She doesn't think I should be that way. And I'm like, well, that's odd. I never hear you say that about people who you agree with on things when they act this way. Mm -hmm. So when you're willing to back up those people and not your own son, then don't expect me to back down. Right. Because <laughs> that's your How ideology. How dare you? <laughs> you know, but uh, that's what's happened in this country. And it's all it's all intentional. Well, and you had mentioned you made several points there, and uh, I, I we've talked about how all of those things take our eye off the, the ball. Yeah, and one of the things that's in uh, that's happening that I don't think most Americans uh, know about is the resurgence of ISIS. Uh, nobody's talking about it. And, and more larger, and uh, th they now have access to weaponry that we left behind in the Middle East. <laughs> I uh, knew imagine, you were going to pull that in. Yeah, imagine that shit. Yeah. Uh, but ISIS is, is being, it's being reported by certain news outlets and, and nothing on television and reliable sources that ISIS is be, uh, making a comeback and bigger than before. And that th there could be, uh, you mentioned earlier during this show, uh, another 9-11 style attack. We have who knows who they are crossing our southern border and what they are bringing with them. Um, and, and today, uh, you know, um, the Dearborn uh, terrorist in from Michigan was was sentenced and i mean these people are still around uh but to your point we had it we had an opportunity under george bush the 1st clinton had had an opportunity to take out osama bin laden and, and passed obama didn't do much when it came to the terrorists they didn't even want to mention the the name Islamic terrorism, right. jihad. 
uh, Allah Akbar. They didn't want to mention any of that terminology. And, and so, uh, this could have been handled way before nine 11 ever took place. And then after in comes Trump and, and I'm not, I'm not giving, you know, Trump the accolades, uh, you know, for, for being the, uh, he takes a lot of credit for it. Let me just say that. But the credit belongs to those that he unleashed that, that, that were being held back by previous administrations and presidents from doing the job that they were trained and hired to do. Let, let's just be clear about that. So if I were president, I could have done the exact same thing. You know, I, I, that, I think that's where Trump kind of loses some people. Well, I took out ISIS. Uh, and yet, and yet, why doesn't why doesn't uh, the same thing happen with Biden? Though he it takes should. credit for all kinds of things. It, well, he, it should, but it doesn't happen. Why? No. So why why does Trump get held to a you, standard and Biden doesn't? Well, I, I because he has so many allies, and and I think that's part of the problem with the Republicans and and their party. They don't have a lot of allies, Ron. They don't have a lot of I mean, if you're if you're seeing OAN and Newsmax and and now they're gonna go after Fox, whether Fox has tried to, you know, kind of change their image and they're kind of little little more center left than they were, whatever, you can argue that all day. I could care less. I don't watch any of it anyway. Um they don't have they don't have big tech behind them. They don't have uh, social media behind them. They don't have the mass media behind them. They have they have to improve their messaging and do it all themselves and from the ground. A ground grassroots. Listen, this is the deal, and they can't do that. It it, it can't be that hard. Uh, well, these you have to be willing to fight. I well, mean, but if you're gonna if you're gonna cut Trump down because he's willing to fight back, then then you're not gonna stand up for anyone else who fights back either. So why fight back? I mean, that's the culture in the Republican Party. Correct. They want everyone to be as though they're some sort of a downtown banker or something who is well mannered all the time and yada yada yada, and it's like. Well, and we have talked um, about that before. I mean, what's what's presidential look like? Yeah, right, right, right. You know what 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 does a what does a senator? You know, and I've made fun of John Fetterman out of Pennsylvania for the way he dresses, you know, walking around in hoodie and shorts and crap. But but does does putting on a Armani suit and and standing there you know, reading off a teleprompter words that someone else wrote for you. Does that, you know, and being monotone and kind of emotionless, you know, Barack Obama tried to, to be a great orator. I, I particularly think he was terrible at giving speeches um, unless they were written down off the cuff. He was a moron. Oh, isn't that the truth? Uh, but does, but does donning that Armani suit and standing there, 
you know, all stiff and yeah. You know, does that does that constitute you being a professional and and a top politician or a leader, so to speak? I mean, why not just be yourself? You, you can don the suit. You know, whatever whatever makes you feel comfortable, you know, uh, whatever makes you feel like you're more important or whatever. Uh, but I don't like that fakeness. I don't I and I can see it in a in a split second. Oh, sure. You know, why 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 can't we have more John Kennedys from Louisiana? Well, yeah, I'd love to have like a hundred of those. You know, Rand Paul from Kentucky. Yeah. I know you don't particularly like him. I uh, like him. No, I no, like no. Rand. The next person oh. I'm going to name, Matt Gates. Oh, well, I don't dislike him. Uh, Lauren Boebert. Um, yeah. These people have all been vilified by the left. You know why? Because they're real and they're legitimate, and like you said, they come across as as uh, what was the word you used? Um, genuine. Genuine. They're genuine people. They are, and and yeah, they're Mar going to be enthusiastic. Taylor they're going to be they're enthusiastic, and sometimes they're going to be wrong. And when they are, they're going to be enthusiastically wrong. Yes, but but no one's right all of the time. So why pretend it? Why why be wrong? Like Biden does this all the time. He's almost always wrong. And then he claims later that he was right about something. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, uh, I'm sorry, Joe, but you're just too fucking stupid. Is there anything you know, more fake than that, though? I mean, can I mean, I can't think of anything. Well, I am looking at a picture of uh, Carmelo right now, and she is more fake than him. And it's hard to believe that anyone could be more vapid than Joe Biden um, without brain damage, and yet they're good. <laughs> so, I mean, the two of them together don't make one um, Jane Fonda, you know? And she's stupid. So, you know, just... But they're all fake. That's what they all have in common. They're all fake. So I'd rather have Trump arguing and not being popular and fighting back, fighting for what he believes in. I'd rather have that and him being uh, a jerk sometimes, even if I disagree with him. Right. Because he actually believes what he's saying. Yeah. And that's fine with me, even if I disagree with him, because I'm wrong, too. I'm not all right all the time. Mm-hmm. I have good intentions all the time. Well, most of the time. Right. Um, no, I but, get what you're saying. Yeah, but you know, there, it's just uh, we're we're too busy fighting over personalities instead of fighting in the streets. And I'm I'm serious. We have got to be willing to go and have our own civil disobedience. Well, I think um, yeah, and I think you uh, hit on a good point right there. I think we should stop voting for people who we want to sit down and have a beer with or we think is safe or seems like seemingly says the things that we want to hear. 
I, and I think that's where Trump, you know, that's that's part of the reason that they don't want Trump around is because, you know, that he people can relate to him. And he he whether he whether he is you see him as a billionaire elitist, which I do not. Uh, or you don't, there are more people that can relate to him than any president that I can remember in my lifetime. Yeah, you're probably right about that. So they, yeah. don't want, they don't want somebody like that, though. They want somebody who's going to be, you know, like the empty suit. Well, what they, what, an awful lot of people want is someone who's a Marxist rather uh, than they'd rather have someone who's brain dead, a brain dead Marxist, than someone who believes in liberty and freedom. Mm -hmm. If you're for leader, liberty and freedom, it doesn't matter who or what you are. They want to destroy you because you're, you're against whatever their ideology is. That's the only reason that that uh, the dumb shit ever got elected. So, you know, let's and that's the only reason that we have Carmela in there as VP, because they're both willing to go along with the people who are behind the scenes who are pulling the strings. So, you know, Trump fights everyone. So. I'd rather have that. Let's have some honest disagreements. But uh, let's not pretend that the Democrats are all unified over something because they believe in uh, immigration reform or what have you. They're all in it together because that's how Marxists work. They wipe out the, com the competition and then they start eating their own. So we've got to be willing to do those same things. And I'm not saying we have to do absolutely everything and copy them or what have you, but we've got to stop gasping every time someone says or does something that is maybe a little out of line and realize they're fighting back. Yeah. We, we all have to fight back. From the very first time someone tries to make us wear a mask, getting on a plane, we have to fight back. And we have to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it, even when we don't want to. Or we can just go ahead and hand them the keys to the kingdom and complain about how mean these communists are who are killing us all. Until we're not allowed to complain anymore or we're one of the people who are killed. It's how it works everywhere when you're where you have a communist takeover. So, you know. Maybe we need to riot a little bit. I don't know. Whatever we're doing is not working. No, and uh, that's why that's why we try to bring up these these topics on this show is because we, we're losing our country more and more every day. And uh, unless more people are willing to stand up and, like you said, no mas, it's just going to get worse. It's yeah. going to and it's all going to happen at one at one time. We see all these things happening, right? 
the culture wars and the war on women and the abortion, you know, debate and but all of it's going to come together at one point. <clears throat> it's going to be like the big bang theory, right? It's <laughs> all going to it's all going to explode at once. It'll be literally a big bang if it visits my door. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it might be it might be in the form of a big bang uh from a third world war. Uh but uh it's not a matter of when or if it's a matter of when uh when it happens there's going to be a lot of people caught by surprise because they aren't paying attention. And then well, they're going to be pissing and moaning because, you know, their lives are even more miserable than they were, you know, before it happened. Well, too bad, so sad. If you're not willing to do something about the the what our government is not doing as, to po as opposed to what they should be doing and that you don't think that, that we have legitimate grievances and uh, we should not be petitioning our government, then when the shit hits the fan, we don't want to hear you. If, if you're even around to, to complain. You know, it's, it's now or never. Yeah. I mean, I think it's come to the point where it is now or never. Because I, I don't remember a time in my life where... Uh, you know, I've talked to, uh, you know, I, I don't believe I've mentioned it's on our, my bio on our website, you know, I'm a small business owner and I know a lot of other small business owners and, uh, have been in, involved in business as you have been for most of your life, uh, where people are just scared of the economy and, you know, what am I going to do if, if I don't have any work or, you know, what am I going to do if I, I can't sell my product or whatever the case may be? The uncertainty just in the economy alone. Let's not get into censorship and, and uh, you know, telling you that you have to eat bugs. You know, that's, that's yeah. it, it, I mean, that's how crazy things are. I've I've posted a funny thing on social media. I am never ever gonna eat a bug. Not on purpose. And I said you could put I mean you could put barbecue sauce on the damn thing. I'm not eating the bug. And and by the way, let's say that that we do go, you know, they they I think you and I have had this conversation where they have uh, I, I looked it up and they have bug processing plants already for human consumption. Now there are some countries on this planet that, that they eat bugs. That's kind of what their thing, but let, let's just say for shits and grins that, uh, we're going to switch to you know, consuming bugs because of, you know, climate and all. Well, what happens to the cows and, and the pigs and the chickens? Do, do we 
kill them all so they're extinct? Because that's what we think is going to save the planet? Aren't we trying to save? Aren't we trying to to uh, make sure that species do not become extinct on this planet? Or do we just kill, like, I don't know what the population of cattle is on the planet, but we mm -hmm. kill half of them? So we, we only kill half of them, and then, you know, it's kind of like hunting, right? People don't, people are against hunting. Well, if we didn't hunt animals, they would possibly, you know, die of disease and become extinct. It's the circle of life to begin with. Um, but what are we supposed to do? What, what are we going to do? They, they don't add that into the conversation. So we don't want you to eat any beef because, you know, it's going to destroy the, the, the planet. We're all going to die. No beef. We don't kill animals anymore. So you're either a, veg a vegan or you eat bugs. Yeah. Right? Okay, so what happens to the animals? What are you going to do with them? Or is is yeah. it just when you butcher them that they're creating a carbon footprint? Yeah. Because according to AOC, all they got to do is fart. Yeah. And they're destroying well, the ozone layer. All you got to do is change their feed, kind of like you change the feed with chickens, and all of a sudden they don't produce eggs anymore. You know? It's a great way to get rid of uh, get rid of a uh, population, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or so, it could yeah. be like China, uh, you know, and and ignore COVID and pretend like it never happened, and and be co so communist that people are burning their relatives in the streets. Yeah. And, and if you think that can't happen in this country, you're sadly mistaken. Uh, we didn't burn them. We just threw them in the back of box trucks because, you know, we didn't have room for them at our mortuaries. And, you know, it happened in yeah. New York. We know it did. People, yeah. com people complained about it. It's a it's a it's a sad picture to to visualize in your mind. But I think more people need to be aware that it, it could possibly happen here. And when it does, again, it, you know, it's gonna get to a point where it's too late. If it's not too late already. If, I, if, I think that Doing things uh, mildly and mild-manneredly, uh, quietly, that time's passed now. You know, I, it just it won't be effective now. It's too late. So when you've got people using uh, National Guard to keep people out of the Capitol, and to keep people away from a presidential inauguration, then it's too late. It's it. The government's militarized against the people who are supposed to be controlling the government. So this is basically how you know. Remember Space Odyssey. This mm. is how has taken over. 
Yeah. And it's high time we realized that. Speaking of inaugurations, did you did you happen to see the coverage of Joe Biden's inauguration? Again, I think I think COVID was a front. Oh yeah. I mean, the guy never left his basement. You know, and when he did, they would they would have a so-called rally and they would have these dumbass circles for people to sit or stand in. And most of the time, they had to recruit like reporters or or bystanders to come and stand there to act as if to act as if he had an actual, you know, rally with a crowd that gave a shit about what he was talking about. Um but but the inauguration was a flipping joke. There was more people at my sixth grade birth or, or uh, my sixth uh, birthday party than there was at Joe Biden's inauguration. <laughs> Garen freaking it. Oh my, yeah. Because I mean, like you said, it was <laughs> fenced off and COVID. I mean, yeah. People. You know, I, I think people will look back at this era 50 years ago, kind of like they look back at Nazi Germany and say, how on earth did these people let this clown do this? Like, just like the, just like what's going on in Ukraine right now. I mean, he's basically using the Hitler playbook and, and taking over the government. Yeah. And no one's saying anything about it. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what happened in Germany. So no, and yet no one's speaking up. You know what I, you know, so, you know what I, uh, what I just thought about. So let's let's just hypothetically say that the Earth, mankind, uh, goes extinct in two days. What we've talked about is 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 on audio from from now until the end of time. And let's say there are some aliens or life forms on other planets. And, you know, you kind of have that, what do they call those? Um, where you put things in a in a box and bury them or whatever. Uh, time. Uh, always have these brain farts <laughs> towards the end of the show because we've been talking about so much. But time capsules. And, and oh, so okay. our, 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 our podcast is on, it's, it's recorded. It's, it's out there. It's forever. And, uh, uh you know, let's just say mankind ended tomorrow and, f you know, f I don't know, hundred years from now, they hear this and they're, and they're like, what, what was wrong with these people? Mm -hmm. No, no wonder they're extinct. <laughs> you know? They yeah. actually had to talk about uh, men and women's sports and, you know, uh, being anti-Marxist and, you know, burning bodies in the streets and fake elections. I mean, you name it. It's it's well, it's yeah. like it's like an episode of Stranger Things. Yeah, it's like the the world went insane, and de deliberately so. And they killed all of the sane people. <laughs> yeah, 
you know it's it's some horror story so uh anyway i guess it i guess it is time to put a lid on it here yeah for certain okay uh well i'll uh, be talking to you in a couple days yeah thanks for listening to an inquiry into freedom and we'll catch you on the next episode take care yeah bye 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 <laughs>